In this inaugural episode of Reliterated, we explore a story of fear and desperation. A tale of sacrifice and hope that begins with the premeditated murder of an infant. A murder that is thwarted at the insistence of a young girl willing to take responsibility to belay the fate of the condemned. A yarn that places the fate of our young protagonist in the sticky hands of a shadowy figure and a disease-ridden thief. That's right. This week, we will explore the American classic, Charlotte's Web, on Reliterated, the podcast for awesome people. Welcome to Reliterated, the podcast that's like a book club where three completely unqualified man-children read and analyze the books we were exposed to way back in the day, and we look back on the lessons we took away from them back then and compare them to how they read now from our current day perspectives. We use language that's too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. So just beware about that. And we may or may not be sober while we do it. So that's all to say this is not a podcast that's intended for children. I'm Andy, born in 1984. I uh, got father of one seven-year-old. And uh, I grew up reading mostly Goosebumps, but uh, not a heck of a lot of uh, of other stuff except for what I had to read for book reports. So... That's kind of my relationship with reading as a kid. I'm Harold. I was born in 1983, a married father of two that loves loading my brain with useless information. I loved Goosebumps as well, but early my mom started letting me read Stephen King books, so I didn't read a ton of the young, younger kid books. I'm Josh. I was born in 81. Uh, I am single. I moved out to California about five years ago. And as a youngster, I read pretty much everything I could find, uh, ranging from the topic of Bigfoot all the way up through um, probably one of my favorite books was My Side of the Mountain, and we'll probably be discussing that at some point. But I read just pretty much anything that I could get my hands on uh, because uh, we were poor. So the library was my savior. So it begins. All right. So, yeah. How how do we want to start this thing, guys? I think we should start at the beginning. All right. How far in the beginning? Well, I don't know a lot about E.B. White, so maybe we should start at the beginning of the book. The beginning of the book. Okay. <laughs> Chapter one, Charlotte's Web. Oh, man. So... To our audience, we should probably start off with this little disclaimer. While we're talking about uh, child stuff, child literature, you know, all this kiddie stuff, we're grown-ass men, and we're going to swear a little bit, so this is not a podcast intended for children. We might say some stuff that kids would repeat at school, and then, you know, that's not on us. Yeah. I don't even have kids. So, kids, if you're using this podcast to study up for a book report that you got to write on Charlotte's Web, uh, you may want to leave out some of the swears because, yeah, we're grown-ass men. Yep, and we might talk about how the pig could have gotten fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, because that is pretty much how the story begins. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This pig is about to die. Right. This farmer has no interest in raising a runt up. Which is normal. That's normal on a farm that if a runt is born, they kill it. But for it's it's agriculture. 
<laughs> Fortunately, a little girl doesn't see it that way. Little fur. She has the burden of compassion. I found it temporary. I found it interesting that it kind of like plays into this idea of she's got this uh, maternal feeling, like she wants to protect the baby, and they they lead right into how you know she has to feed it with a bottle, and she wraps it up, and the pig is all she can think about going forward through that day. I mean, it's a pig. Yeah. It's a pet, but they it kind of has a, a baby feel to it. Right. Like she's leaning into this whole socialization as the the girl as, as being raised into the mother figure. Yeah. And, and that's a theme throughout the book. Uh, yeah. Through like I was going to say, like she's supposed to be eight years old. I think they said. Yep. And we'll we'll talk about it later, but she goes to the fair and all of a sudden she's interested in boys. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, that yeah. was real quick. But yeah, <clears throat> we'll go into it that was later. Very temporary. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll touch on that. But uh, I, I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that in the very first chapter, they talk about going to school. And what does the kid, what does her brother take to school? A BB a gun. gun. Takes a gun. A fucking gun. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and a seriously? Knife. A gun and a knife. He goes, yeah. he goes to school armed with a BB gun and a knife, like a real ass knife. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's funny because, I mean, that really shows the difference in the time because the concept of us even taking... A, a knife to school. I remember that being a big deal. Like if somebody had a knife, there was all these people talking about, oh, well, the blade can only be three inches because even when we were in school, you could take a folding knife. Yeah, dude, I, a, I'm yeah. from a, you know, I'm from the more nothing the, that could go ahead. Nothing that could like kill a person by getting deep enough <laughs> and hit vital organs. Like you, you had to have that measured out. So it'd be like non-lethal or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you could not bring full knives into school. Nope. Whereas I, I'm more from a, you know, I'm from a more rural community. So like knives were not a big thing. Even like having just a hunting knife in your in your car was normal. It wasn't odd. And during hunting season, it wasn't strange for people to have, you know, yeah, we know that you have a gun in the back of your car. We know you're going hunting or you you came out mm-hmm. of the woods and went to school. We get that. We know you're not going to shoot up the school. But even, like, he took it on the bus. If we get attacked by a bear, we're hiding behind (laughs) you. Yeah, yeah. Get to Jim Bob's truck. Uh, Well, there was was a Jim Bob in my school. Of course there was a Jim Bob. (laughs) Of course there was. But, uh, yeah. So uh, that wasn't that wasn't uncommon like during hunting season, but just to like be going on a school bus, you know. So the brother's like a little older, probably, so he's probably ten. But yeah, taking a BB gun and a knife and a frog <laughs> and a frog to school. Yeah, <laughs> I like how it, how it reads out in the book. It says. At this moment, her brother Avery came into the room. Avery was 10. He was heavily armed. <laughs> An air rifle in one hand, a wooden, oh, it's a wooden dagger in the other. So we apologize for getting the details wrong. It was not a real ass knife. It was a wooden dagger, but still. I don't think that a hey, kid could take a it. Nerf gun or a you, foam sword to school at this point right now. Uh, yeah, you can't take anything that looks like a weapon to yeah, school. A in kid fact, got in trouble on the webcam schooling because he had a Nerf gun in the background. 
literally i I remember when i was in (laughs) high school it was shortly after because i mean the big the first major school shooting that really took national news happened while we were in high school and uh yep columbine and i remember there used to be a way that you could roll paper up and then fold it to make it look like a gun uh and Ooh. I remember a kid did that at school, and he got in huge trouble for a paper gun. So, I mean, it really changed uh, when we came of age. That was when it changed. Yeah, and a kid who – I remember the kid who got expelled or suspended for eating a Pop-Tart into a gun yeah. shape and then pretending it was, was a gun. That was a few years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean – that. It, to look at the comparison with this book and they're they're talking about this kid getting on a school bus with a BB gun. It just, yeah. <laughs> Definitely different times that this, uh, this story takes well, place. And yet in. again, yeah. though, the portrayal of, of the male character, the male boy, like this little girl is becoming this maternal figure. She can't let this baby die. Mm-hmm. And the boy is a killer. Uh, he's got a gun. He's got a knife. He's going to go fight. He's, you know, he's, he's the warrior. He's a warrior. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the one with the weapons. So, yep. That was interesting. I, I also, I thought like as a, it, it gives the, it gives the, the early theme of like showing children where food comes from. Like, you, you know, kids might not know where it comes from. This book definitely gives them that, that shows them where the food is coming from. Like, Hey, the pigs, a pig is bacon, you know. Eggs are chickens. That's where we get our right. food from. It, and so they're clear about it. I thought it. that that's, was interesting. Yeah. That's the job. Yeah, I didn't pig. get the sense that it, that it was like for food. Like the uh, – uh, what's, her, what's her name? Fern? Yeah, Arable. Mr. Arable. He was not killing the runt to make food. He was killing it because it was going to be too much of a hassle to raise this this thing into food. Right. Oh yeah, I guess that's more of a theme later on. Like so. he's got he doesn't have a chance in life, so we're just going to put him out of his misery now so I don't have to deal with it. So yeah. are we essentially saying that in this uh setting for a rural probably conservative person, a late term actually post-birth abortion was being allowed? A post <laughs> <laughs> he was about to do a post-birth abortion. Now there's there's a storyline yeah. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a thread we can follow for. <laughs> yeah, let's go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh huh. Because there's this theme of the value of life, and you know, like who val- who values this pig's life and who doesn't, and who's cracking jokes about. Uh, his demo- his future as bacon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And what his life is worth, and yeah, e- and as we've said before, like even Fern winds up just fucking off <laughs> as soon as she gets bored or interested in yep, boys. She doesn't care about the pig anymore, or whatever. And so she doesn't she doesn't care about Wilbur anymore. She's going off to chase. Well, that and one the boy. pig is red. Red. The Ferris pig Will. is going to end up as bacon. That's the concept. It's it eventually. Uh, it doesn't matter that she saved it. It doesn't matter that they found a home. It, the pig is going to die. That is the purpose of the pig. And they, mm-hmm. I mean, they bring it up fairly quickly. Like the, I think it's the sheep. He's like, yeah, you know, once you get, once you get bigger, you're, you're going to be the Christmas ham. That's the whole, you know, that's the whole reason for the, for the book. That's why Charlotte appears is to save Wilbur from becoming Christmas, the Christmas dinner. By attaching kind of a fictional worth or value to this particular pig's life. 
Yeah. They are postponing the inevitable and giving him giving him a full life that he wouldn't have had if uh, Fern had never stopped her dad from killing him from aborting the yeah. <laughs> the newborn. The late term abortion. <laughs> late term post birth. <laughs> so now there even, are some characters. Oh, go ahead. Well, e- even with that whole thing, Fern saves this pig. She loves this pig. The pig follows her around, but the pig can't stay. The pig isn't allowed to stay with their family because for them, this pig is a cost. Uh, keeping yeah. it fed after the fact is mm-hmm. too much of a cost, which I found interesting because the pig just eats slop. So why wouldn't they be able to feed it by just throwing stuff out to feed it? But it does eventually. I think have to it leave. might be. I think it might be because of who's in the house and like because it seems like the where when the they move when they move the pig, they seem to have a lot more like just food and animals and because they have like a farmhand that helps out and so you know they have a lot more animals whereas it just seems like fern's family just have pigs and that's all they have you know i didn't even think about it what about all the other pigs we kind of gloss over the fact that all of the other pigs are dead dude they're (laughs) they're they're dinner they're delicious i had bacon on my burger tonight it was awesome (laughs) i even called it wilbur Mm, (laughs) but (laughs) so uh yeah but um so i was gonna go talk a little bit more now about the uh some of the characters that we meet at the when when the pig gets moved so um there's the the goose and she has her goslings eventually but there's that sheep that sheep is an asshole (laughs) right (laughs) very blunt that sheep just like first first thing just like yeah you're gonna be dinner <laughs> it's like really yeah and that lamb is like you you can't you can't uh you can't play with me you can't play with me i'm a lamb you're a pig it's like uh, are you racist <laughs> towards a pig is that how that works is that what <laughs> this is all I mean, about the, sh- the sheep is there to provide i was the just wool, i was so like man that kill, lamb, that lamb's- kill them for 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 that resource that they provide but the pig is being raised solely for their meat. He, here's, well, I don't know, man. Thing. That lamb could be chops. The lamb. That's could what I was be gonna chops. say. The pig didn't get eaten, so who gets eaten instead of the pig? The lamb. We don't hear from the lamb, lamb much after is that. Delicious. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably wound up on the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Gotta have something like, for oh, Christmas Easter dinner. Ha- Easter ham? Nope. Easter lamb. Delicious. <laughs> Lamb, ham. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> um, I have in my notes about the uh, how the pictures add to the story, like as much as they do, because there's not a ton of them, but there's there. It seems like the ones that they have are are really important to the story. I really didn't pay attention to the pictures because it's not a picture book. And I always find that when you're reading a, a chapter book like that, it, it seems like the pictures often don't add much to the story but i if you paid more attention to them then yeah maybe uh well i was looking at it you know from a from a kid's perspective because they have a lot of imagination but this kind of those pictures might help that direct them towards more of a what what the author is trying to have them see whereas you know a picture you know a book that without pictures it just 
let your mind run wild. Whereas this one, it kind of helps you focus in. They actually have a Charlotte's Web picture book, and I'm a little upset that we didn't read that one instead. I didn't know that it even existed. It did. I know that the movie exists, and I'll I'll talk about that a little bit later, but oh, not like the book in certain ways, and not in good ways. But Okay, so how much of uh how much of Wilbur's life on the farm are we gonna touch on before we, we get to meet the, the real star of the show? Like what is I what mean, does Wilbur do? Like Wil- he Wilbur gets has a out of his boring life. He's pretty boring he's a pretty boring character. He really is. <laughs> I mean, he kind of sucks. Yeah, the story is more. I have about... it here. Wilbur, Wilbur's a little bitch. Yeah. Wilbur is because all he does is com- I, he complains. I have this right here in he my com- notes. Wilbur is a bitch. <laughs> I do. Bitch ass Wilbur. What a Wilbur bitch is ass a pig. little bitch. <laughs> the most exciting yeah, thing he does, he does was uh, given to him by the goose. Told him to knock that fence post or the fence plank off and run around he got out of his pen and ran around and made the made the farmers chase him caused a little little stir and even then he decided to go back because he was like where the hell am i gonna go (laughs) yeah (laughs) he got freedom and he didn't like it so he figured that you know life is better if you're penned in and doing what's expected of you which is an important lesson for all kids to learn it is (laughs) yeah do what you're told do exactly what you're supposed to do Never go outside of the lines. Follow all the rules. Mm-hmm. Make peace with your lot Never in life. Never rock the boat. Stay inside the box, because outside the box is for the billionaires. <laughs> Stick to your class. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your gun. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your gun and your I mean, knife when you also, go to school. That's important. <laughs> yeah, don't forget your gun and knife. It's important. So, um, yeah, let's see here. Who who do you think is the real star of the show? Charlotte? I mean, the story is Charlotte's Web, so I yeah, guess she is. She's quite a, the story. Well, I guess the st- the star of the st- of the is the actual Web. It has nothing to do with <laughs> the, the web character. Is the Web the is the star. real star. It really doesn't, because I mean, Charlotte. Even though it, it, that, that's actually interesting, how is Charlotte so wise? So we're we're to assume yes. what we learned later is how spiders are born and then they only live for like a year. So she's spent her whole life inside the corner of this barn, yet she seems to be like this wise old sage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it does she learn they, in spider years? I mean, is it some method of uh genetic information passed down that she knows so much about the world? Plus, she seemed to be in the barn the entire time. How does she know those crazy words like that? Lurvy's not saying them, I'm pretty sure. Right. And I, well, but so. she does need words brought to her so that she can spell them. So she doesn't necessarily know all the words. She knew some pig. <laughs> She's barely literate. Barely literate. <laughs> she knew salutations, though. Come on, that's a pretty big word. Did she know salutations? <laughs> yeah. That's how I she think that's one of the first things she said, yeah. Oh, oh by the way, right. I want I wanted to say something about how she introduced herself. Like she immediately like drank a fly right in front of Wilbur, just as like a power move to show him who's boss oh, here. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, hi, this fly I'm a spider. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like, yeah. passes out. But I guess that's how life be. Spiders do that. So I she like gotta eat. It, it's part of it's part of the life lesson, man. It's part <clears throat> of the life lessons for the for the kids. Yep. It's like, hey, 
if I didn't if I didn't eat this fly, I would die. And you know, mm-hmm. everybody, we all have to we all have to live. So. And yet, there was a rule of life that uh, is being resisted against throughout the entire book: is that this pig's life is worth nothing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? right? The pig is supposed to die so that people can eat, and we're saving this pig. But it's because this pig is named. I think, you know, this pig is named and he's friendly and we're hearing about him. It's like, and we know, you know how he what reacts purpose to, is there to keep Right. I mean, people, people keep pot belly pigs and you know that they're not eating those. So, oh, we didn't eat Sydney. Yeah. Heck no. You keep them. My mom had a pot belly pig. He was awesome. You keep him as a pet. Just like, you know, you wouldn't sit here and fry up your dog or something like that. Not, not in this country, but some cultures they do eat dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that except for it makes me sad. <laughs> well, I mean, I just because of the the dogs. human condi- the human qualities that you you perceive yeah. out of what the animal does. If you don't perceive it as like a person, a like an individual, uh, and you just see it as livestock, then it's it won't make you sad to eat it. You know, I think, though, that we see dogs. I I know we do that now. Like, people are just, oh, my dog is a family member and this or that or whatever. But one of the things in American culture with dogs is their usefulness. In in a lot of Western cultures, dogs are a useful animal. They can be hunters. They can bring more food to the table by training them and keeping them alive than they can by killing them and frying them up. It's not so much that way anymore. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. people get upset every day. You see videos where like, somebody's husky was outside in the cold. Well, uh, the husky's supposed (laughs) to be outside in the snow. If he's cold, if you're cold, then they're cold. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen huskies, them trying to bring in huskies from the snow? They don't like it. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) They love it in the snow. The sled dogs up in Alaska, they literally uh, dig a hole and they sleep inside that hole in the ground and they don't go yeah. inside at all. Sled dogs, hunting dogs, they they usually remain outside. They're not like your cuddly pet that lays in bed with you. You know, and yeah. Wilbur has this mix where he is a pig that lives in the mud. He lives in the slop, but we view him in this pet sense. We don't want to see Wilbur get eaten. And even Zuckerman eventually comes to that conclusion that he he likes this pig. He wants this pig to stay around. However, he was manipulated to feel that way about the he pig. He was. Mm-hmm. And we'll get, we'll get to that, I'm sure, also, in the manipulation of, of people <laughs> via some sort of like a proclamation of like a miraculous type of of thing right like how did wow i've never seen a spider write words in the web and and that's the real thing is the spider is the more amazing thing here yeah (laughs) they're all excited about this pig oh it must be some pig well i mean a spider wrote english words there is a spider who wrote letters that human beings can understand let's (laughs) let's weigh out which which is more impressive here but see, it was God. It wasn't the spider, you guys. It was God putting those messages in those webs. Is the pig God? You should know this by now. <laughs> is, no, just God is in Wilbur general. God to make the spider is, do that for for his benefit? No, but God wanted Wilbur to live, mm. apparently. Mm. And spoke through something. a spider. And spoke through a web. Not a spider. God a spoke through a web. <laughs> Where did the web come from? Nobody knows. 
My favorite character Magic. is Templeton for sure. <laughs> he's definitely the I most like, relatable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not my favorite character. There's another very, very minor character who's my favorite, but Templeton is definitely number two yeah. by far. I like Templeton because he's basically like, this is how things go. He's always slinking around. He can make deals with Templeton. Hey, if you do this for me, I'll let you have some food. You know, I like Templeton. His cynical nature. It, and he's mm. constantly complaining about having to do things like, Ugh, <laughs> I gotta go do it again. Oh, well, I guess if there's food <sighs> in it for me. Yeah. You'll do. You'll give me what now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say this fair has what now? Okay, I'm in. It's like, and like, oh man, we'll get to the fair, but yeah, that's, I love that part. So... So Charlotte, uh, so yeah, she getting the different words. So she knows salutations, but some of the words that Templeton brings back, I thought were quite, quite great. And uh, where is it? Uh, crunchy, crunchy. Yeah, uh, I, I feel that pre-shrunk should have been used. Pre-shrunk, <laughs> because he's a runt. Because he, he was a runt, exactly. So he was pre-shrunk. I thought that would have been perfect. And like nowadays, juicy would be a good term. Yeah. You know? Juicy pig. They put it on it. They give him some, they give him some, uh, just give him some sweatpants and put it on his ass. Juicy. Yeah, that's one juicy pig. Isn't that how that works? I mean, that would make me want to eat him, but. No, you you put on like those <laughs> no. pink sweatpants that say juicy on Listen, the ass. You give put him some awesome juicy ham sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, you put some pink sweatpants on that say juicy on the back of a pig. I'm fucking that pig. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are now? <laughs> the uh, the uh, um, prime minister of the UK or something? Right. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, uh, I think after, shortly after that is when, uh, the mom, Fern's mom gets a little bit too upset about her daughter not being such a daughter. And that's when we meet my favorite character, Dr. Dorian. Oh, Dr. Dorian. Yes. Dr. Dorian is the best character in this book All right, what did he do he's the only normal character in this book <laughs> yeah. well and, and where you're going with this it was really interesting to me that she was so worried about the fact that her eight-year-old daughter is not chasing boys around and wanting to do that that she's, she's spending her days talking to animals yeah Oh, oh, this is so crazy. My my daughter, she she isn't chasing boys and wanting to become uh, a typical woman the way it should be. And it's like she's eight years old. I, I don't understand yeah. why you're so worried about this. Yeah, she she's well, she's talking to animals. Yeah, she's eight. <laughs> and the doctor even says, Just, well, maybe maybe we don't know what animals are trying to say because we don't listen hard enough. I think kids exactly. listen better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I like interesting. that. And then when he asks yeah. about Avery, and she's like, he breaks things and he does all this stuff, and he's just like, good, good. That's boys what boys are boys. supposed to do. Yeah, I was gonna say boys will be boys. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, don't worry, she'll grow up. Just let her be a kid. Basically, is what he said. Right, and it happened. Real. You know, yeah. And then they pushed it at the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Um, but yeah, I think this is actually closer to when uh, it starts to get more towards the fair. And, you know, they're, they're going to take uh, Templeton to the fair. But I, I really liked how they described the, the changing of the seasons. Uh, at one point, it said a maple turned red, for, a maple turned red and dropped all its leaves. And it's it, it, basically it, they said it was from because it had anxiety. This is what happened to that tree. <laughs> the tree got anxiety and instantly changed, dropped its leaves. So get that tree some Xanax. <laughs> basically, I was like, that's funny. I just found that comical. But so yeah, um, the fair. Well, I, I really, yeah, this was basic. Like, I loved that Templeton got to basically just live the rat's dream. He got to go to rat heaven. But here's my question. If he was a rat and it was that good, why did he go back? Yeah, why wouldn't he have just remained? Well, because he could have ridden in one of the carts from the fair and gone to the next fair. I mean, that's what fairs do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's thinking I'm of saying. like a circus. I think the fair is just something a community sets up once a year. They don't like travel around. So I think. I mean, our our fair had had carnies that traveled with their equipment. Yeah, I mean, when you think oh, yeah, about they, those, they they do hire people to. They bring were in, in the next the, county the next week. Yeah, they hire people to bring in the the rides and and all the shit to go from fair to fair. Yeah, you're right. But and that's what I'm saying. Why didn't Templeton jump on board that or jump into one of the the food truck? You know, I don't know. He had it some, might have been lo- different some sort of loyalty to, to Wilbur. <laughs> it very well know. could have been different I'm... back then because I know that here in Bay City, uh, my dad and my grandpa would work the fair every year and they had a stall back then. So, I mean, it might have been more of a community thing during that time for fairs. And then probably some guy who was like, yeah, I could make a bunch of money if I made a traveling fair and charged less than the people that live in the community. So maybe that's something that changed uh, over the years. Well, I know just at like my, my back in the Huron County Fair, the places that I always looked forward to was getting a, getting a Gibby's hot dog and getting some Gibby's fries because, you know, it's the once once a year thing. And I'm sure that they were at other fairs and stuff, but I didn't go to other fairs. You know, right. I was just that was the one. So, you know, once once a year we got we got a Gibby's footlong hot dog and, and the fries and. It was like my family seemed to know him because they always talked to him and they were always super nice. So I think that might have changed. Like, yeah, it would have been like, okay, we're putting on this county fair and so we're going to have just our county is going to be, this is all for our county. And now it's more the traveling, the traveling stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. So I think that might be the case with this or... You know, I mean, he's a rat. How was he supposed to know that he could follow this place and it would keep setting up? So, right. Yeah. I mean, he had to be educated only, what a fair was in the first place. Right. This is true. So, yeah, he didn't even know about it. Plus, he had that guaranteed food from Wilbur. You know, no matter what, he would always right. have first dibs on uh-huh. Wilbur's food. He did have that so. that bargain with Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. knows where he's going. He knows where everything is. And he knows how to avoid the people at that place. I mean, he goes yeah. off with these fair people. Maybe they're good at killing rats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, dogs and cats and all that are going to be running around. You go and- where your comfort level is and with what you know, you stay, you stay with what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that seems and he, like a very Templeton, said Templeton had, thing to do. 
Right. And it's hedges they said bets. that he had tunnels everywhere. Like all around that farm he had tunnels. So, you know, they would never find him in that in that farm. And plus assuming that Wilbur is gonna continue living, he can always travel to the fair every year for a little mm-hmm. vacation. Yeah, because, you know, with with being that, that pig will always be famous. They can always take that because he won that special award. He could they could always take that pig to the fair and always get, you know, you know, 25 cents to see the, the famous uh, Zucker Zuckerman pig, you know. Yep. And I'm sure that they they took pictures of the webs. So instead of the actual webs, they just put the pictures of the webs up and hey, look, you know, well, I mean, Larry's got to paint the crate every year but (laughs) some of charlotte's kids stayed so i would you know think maybe if charlotte was able to learn in the short period of time that she did how to write in a web who knows i mean her kids might be able to do it with some prompting from wilbur also who knocked up charlotte because they don't ever talk about a male spider and they they you know they were there all summer I don't know how spiders, you know, how that works, but I'd be kind of interested in knowing where the, where, how that all works. Well, are they, I, I thought we're going to have to research know, some spider sex. I thought that it was yeah. pretty clear that Wilbur was the father. I mean, she was definitely <laughs> a mother figure to him, but I don't know about, about that. It was a very awkward, very uh, fragile experience, but that's what happened. The pig Somehow, fucked the spider. Life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they never mentioned anything about her going off with a guy spider. But I mean, I think, you know, I mean, black widows kill the male spider. So I know she's not a black widow, but. That lends to believing that spiders, arachnids don't necessarily mate and like hang out with their mate. Yeah, that that's true. But like she, they didn't like be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I, you won't see me for a little bit. I gotta go get some strange." Well, how long does it take to get some strange? <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, I'll be gone Ooh, for a couple is, weeks getting laid. This- this is interesting. So the spider mating season typically lasts from September through October. That lines up. That actually lines up with the book. I mean, if if that's like if that's one of the first things that they do. Well, September is, you know, I would say that September, early October at the latest would be when that fair was. So, yeah, I always think of fairs being in August. Yeah, maybe August, but they said the leaves were turning on the maple trees. So you'd think late September at that point. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I can't. It's not like the eggs had to stay in Charlotte. Obviously, she lays the eggs. So once they're fertilized, she can get out of there. Yeah, and. They might have to, or they might have to hold on or something. Mm-hmm. It was a risky move by Wilbur to uh, take the egg sack. Yeah, because he held it in his that mouth, was. right? Yeah, and but so did they, Templeton. She did say it was waterproof. She did say it was waterproof. Yep, that's mm-hmm. true. And that's why... Rats' teeth can gnaw why, through so. anything, just about anything, though. I mean, you know, within mm-hmm. reason, not like steel and all that, but rat teeth can gnaw through anything, so it was kind of dangerous to have Templeton take it down in the first place. I mean, he was just clipping the the support wires, though, so to speak. But he had to carry it so, down in his mouth. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Luckily, his saliva wasn't acid. <laughs> 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 but 
Well, so yes, yeah, so and then yeah, so it's it's sad that Charlotte doesn't get to come, go back. You know, it's like oh, uh, it's like her home was this other place, and she doesn't even get to go back. There. Right, it's so sad. She laid it out. I mean, that's that's friendship, though. I can't believe that she was willing to actually give it all up to help Char- uh, Wilbur live. Yeah, even she though- took over for Wilbur's deadbeat <laughs> mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fern. Yeah. Fern had fucked off at this Fern point. Fern left her because, yeah, she's like, I want to hold hands with that boy. And that boy's probably <laughs> I don't like, I want to fairness way with that boy. And her and that boy's probably like, huh, her brother's got a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of those simple farm boys. Nothing special about him, but for some reason, she just can't get enough of him. I mean, can- again, she is eight, so I don't know that that necessarily <laughs> means that they're going to be together forever. But <laughs> at least her mother yeah, will be happy but- that she's found interest in boys finally. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. It's like, oh yeah, Fern is growing older because now she has this interest in boys, and yeah, her mom will stop fretting. And that's another thing. Like her mom was just her mom just was like a housewife because it's the sixties. Or I think it might be even earlier than the sixties. I'm thinking maybe like fifties. Well, yeah, because there didn't seem to be any idea of TV, or did they mention that? No, I don't think so. There no, couldn't have been. talk about TV at all. Yeah, copyright 1952. Okay, yeah, so 50s. So, yeah, I think like yeah. TVs were just like being invented and just starting to... Well, they're just starting to gain popularity. Yeah, the and then rural places, they're not going to pick up TV signals, so it's, all, right. like, this, it's just the cities where you're seeing TV, so... And I mean, it's not like the kids were in a hurry to do that. This one kid gets to go to school with a bunch of guns and knives on him. So <laughs> right. why does he need a TV? Daggers. Daggers. Wooden daggers. Wooden daggers. <laughs> that he probably carved using a knife. <laughs> I'll carve a knife out of a tree branch with a knife. Because I'm 10. And that's what I do. So, yeah. So yes, uh, the winter passes. Uh, they get back from the fair. The winter passes, and um, yeah, we are introduced to the uh, the kids because the they start doing what Charlotte's cousin apparently did, which is float away on their on the wisps of their uh, of their um, their 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 webs. webs. Yes, all but three of the spiders left him when he was looking so forward to. Having all these friends, thousands e- of fr- thousands of friends. Everybody leaves Wilbur eventually, except for a few. Well, and I mean, it's not like they could have stayed because if you had thousands of spiders, there's too much competition for food. So clearly, <laughs> yeah, they had to get mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, that's just how spiders do. Yep. Yeah. They could talk the moment they were born. So it's kind of like how when a deer is born, it can walk right away. Spiders can talk the moment they're born. Yeah, and they're using words like fact. they're using words like salutations like right out the egg. So I yeah. guess vocabulary yeah. is genetic. It is. Yeah, must be. But spelling is learned. So she told that story about catching the fish. How one of her cousins caught a fish right. in the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been eighteen species observed catching fish in the wild. So wow. 
Um, I looked because I was like, I wonder, how, I wonder what kind of spider that was, and it's like, oh, there's eighteen of them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that gigantic bird-eating spider from down in South America? It was, I believe so. Uh, in Arachnophobia, the first spider they show was that giant bird-eating spider, and mm. they don't really go after people like they did in the movie and all that. But yeah, they exist. They're like this huge fucking spider that I would never want to see. <laughs> well, Australia has tons of horrifying spiders. Yeah, dude. They're, apparently they have things called toilet spiders and they just kind of hang out in the bathroom and eat all the pests and so they like them because they don't come after the people. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Hey, people in Australia, is that true? Do you guys have toilet spiders? <laughs> I want to know. Toilet spiders. Those camel spiders. Uh, I think that there was something I saw that said that a lot of the pictures of the really, really big ones were doctored or they were the way the picture was taken made it look bigger than it was. But they are pretty big spiders uh, over in the Middle East. Those things are crazy mm. looking, too. Those and the crazy sand scorpions. Yeah, I think they need to update Charlotte's Web and use a spider like that. Mm. I mean, if we update Charlotte's Web, Avery's going to jail. So, I mean... Avery's going to jail. Pretty pretty quickly. Avery is at least expelled. We're definitely not going to start pushing Fern towards childbearing at eight years old. (laughs) Yeah. And the question of Wilbur, you know, being killed in the beginning wouldn't have happened because uh, we are not for post-birth abortion. (laughs) We're not... And, you know, nowadays they sell runts for top dollar to idiot celebrities. Right. They'll so. keep it and and love it and squeeze it and hold it. I mean, I have to I have to give the smallest amount of, uh, of appreciation to Paris Hilton not getting rid of her pig. She kept the pig that was supposedly a teacup pig that was a real pig. And she kept it and, you know, took care of it until it died from natural causes. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. good for her. Interesting. Real life. Fern yeah, I was like, oh, you're you're like a normal person. <laughs> you're sometimes. like a fern who didn't you. give up. That's what I think of when I think of Paris Hilton is the character Fern from Charlotte's Web. Just a yep. very wholesome, wholesome girl that got famous by getting fucked in a hotel room. <laughs> I'm hot. Uh, the Wilbur's <laughs> hot. He's so hot. This pig is like his life is valuable, and we just have to preserve it. You guys don't don't just kill animals just because they're a hassle. Now I'm going to go eat some pork. What? <laughs> That's pig? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so delicious. So, um, as as a uh, uh, my, my verdict, because I'm going to give my verdict now on, on whether or not you should go back and read this as a uh, as a single as a single person without children, um, I do not recommend going back and reading it. It is not for adults. Definitely not for adults. <laughs> um, it's very very light reading. I got through it very quickly, and it was dull. It's very dull. It's definitely made for children. Um, that being said, how how do you guys feel about it? I wouldn't necessarily say that anyone would go back and read it now. Um, I even question whether or not it's a book that kids would read today because 
<clears throat> some of the ideas and themes again like suggesting that a young girl should be trying to chase boys or that boys inherently have to be destructive little monsters i i don't necessarily see that as being a good way to to show kids childhood i do like the themes of life life and death and how it it kind of just shows like yeah so this pig we've we've come to love but pigs are food for for us for the most part and all these animals on this farm at some point or another are either food or a product of some kind the the sheep do the wool you know i don't even know what the geese are for <clears throat> if they're not for food <laughs> they're for the eggs i'm pretty sure they're for the goose eggs. eggs i've never eaten goose eggs i guess they're not bad. They're pretty good. Okay. Well, hmm. maybe they're down. Yeah, the down. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the down. I think I think what they're mainly used for is to keep away pests, like they eat insects. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So. That makes sense. Hmm. Did none of that. They never mentioned chickens, I don't think. They may have mentioned chickens, but there wasn't like a chicken featured as a character in the book, and I think that's because they didn't want to risk people falling in love with chickens at all. <laughs> So yeah, this is a story about going to great lengths to um, to to lift up this uh, just this worthless but lovable being. <laughs> like his only his only purpose or his only product besides the food that humans get when he dies is that you know he's kind of fun to have around or something or. For some reason, this pig is worth nurturing and worth keeping alive to the point of, you know, breaking the rule that we don't communicate with humans. Not only I, that, but the, the pig, as far as the people go, there it had no inherent value beyond the words in the spider web. So, so like you're saying, yeah, this this character is essentially worthless and the only reason to keep it alive is because he doesn't want to be killed and eaten and so we have a spider giving up her last days right maybe it's just more like they don't want to listen to him whine about not wanting to die until he gets killed i mean he does whine he does whine a a whiny little bitch and there were multiple times when i was reading charlotte's words in almost like a annoyed sense like okay yeah i'll do this yeah this shit again yeah yeah it wasn't so much nurturing as it was annoyed with him whining so yeah (laughs) i think that's why i thought of her more like in a motherly tone like hey these are the things that you these are some of the lessons that you should learn like you can't do everything just because you want to like when he jumped, he, when he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin a web like you." It's like, no, you idiot! You're a pig, not a spider. You don't have spinnerets. You can't do that. <laughs> well, I have the string. Yeah, and you're then an idiot. he tried. You're a pig. Yeah. And he fell on his stupid face. Good job, <laughs> idiot. Well, and that's we're talking about a creature that has no choice but to die, mm-hmm. and her children are going to die, and she even risks her children for for Wilbur. And yeah, it's also that he won't die. That's, but it's out of his friendship with her that she, that he took the spiders back to the farm. Now, did he really have to take the egg sack back to the farm for those spiders to survive? 
Probably it wasn't not. for them to survive. It wasn't yeah. for them to survive. Yeah. It was for him to have friends or for him to, I don't know, maybe return the favor and take care of her children when she never he may have been asked thinking him about to. Taking care of the children. I think that instead of some pig, she should have written selfish pig. <laughs> there you go. Juicy selfish. Juicy, Juicy selfish pig. Edible, <laughs> succulent, crunchy. Fall, yeah. Fall off the bone crunchy. barbecue pork. <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> now that I'd like to see on the ass of a sweatpants. Yeah. Ooh. Crunchy. Crunchy. Hey, hey, merch. Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll <laughs> make some merch, merch with crunchy on the yeah. ass. <laughs> Reliterated we'll merch. Here we go. Sw- we, uh, we're already an award-winning go. podcast. Let's have some merch. <laughs> this is true. Got to get the merch. Leave it in the comments. Do you want crunchy sweatpants? <laughs> well, we don't I have mean. an email. We don't have a Twitter. We don't have any any way for you to contact us. But I don't know. We'll get one. We'll we'll get that set up this week probably. Yeah, I assume that we'll hear you, know. you clamoring. For this By the time this airs, we will have some way to be contacted. Yes. We'll probably have two episodes up when this airs for the first time anyway. So. <laughs> but, yes, uh, we will. We will, And then you can give us suggestions and things like that. Um, we're, we're set for a, a little bit, uh, I, I think. And uh, But, yeah, we have some ideas in the pipeline for uh, for some different different things and different ideas and different books. So I'm interested to see if the schools are still teaching or still having kids read Charlotte's Web. I don't know if they yeah, ever stopped. I don't stopped know if that is or, on the I mean, Harold and I have not. have kids, but uh, they're like mine's about to turn eight and Harold's just oldest just turned seven. So they're still a little bit young to be reading books for like chapter books for book reports and shit. But uh, I'd be interested to find out if that's ever something that uh the school system is passing on to 21st century school children. Uh, so the Charlotte's Web teaching guide from Scholastic exists. Uh, it appears to be something they say uh, grades three to five as of November 6, 2012. So I don't know. Oh, as of 2012. Okay. So you know, it's another- fairly likely, I'd say. Probably just for the sake that there's talking animals and kids like animals. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't think when I when I saw this or watched this as a kid, I mean, I definitely had different thoughts on it. I definitely wanted Wilbur to live. I did not mm-hmm. notice many of these themes or question. In fact, I don't even know that I read the book as a child. I think I only watched the movie as a child. Hmm. In the movies, very much, you know, they're like uh, Josh, you were saying there's songs in the movie. Oh, the the Wilbur. Okay, the Wilbur in the book is a whiny little bitch, but the Wilbur in the movie is a fucking asshole. <laughs> God, he's so annoying. He's just he he's it, he's not just crying. He sing cries. Oh man, he sing, sing cries. Oh my god. It's like I don't want to die. Oh, Charlotte, save me. It's like oh, I want to kill you right now. You're the worst. Eat some bacon. <laughs> yeah, just. So like I yeah rewatching the movies I was just like wow this is so much worse than the so the movie, tale right? about her cousin spinning a web so strong that it catches a fish that was a cautionary tale to Wilbur that if you don't shut up I am going to spin a web that is so powerful that it is going to wrap you up and I will eat your fucking face if you don't quit whining about not wanting to die 
Uh, that was the eating the the fly at the beginning, showing him. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be straight able to up power move. If I want to. Yep. <laughs> that was quite the power move. I can wait until you Alpha. fall asleep. I can crawl underneath your eyelid, and I can suck the juice right out of your eyeball, little fucker. That's terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying <laughs> to think about a spider having the power to do that. I'm gonna tape my eyes shut tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to not sleep? Just think about that. Yep. <laughs> And like, think about the other way that this could, this story could have went. We could have got Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Ten years earlier. Holy shit! Just think about it. If Charlotte would have bit him, he could have got superpowers, (laughs) and then we'd have Spider Pig. That is how superpowers work. It was the fifties. It was the atomic age. There could be radioactive spiders. You don't know. Usually, they were fifty feet tall. Mm -hmm. But just this one. Maybe that's why she was so smart. Hey, she was mutated because of all the atomic bombs from the nearby testing site. Hmm. I don't think that is <laughs> in, in a in twist of irony is what caused <laughs> what caused the genetic deformity that made Wilbur so runty. <laughs> it's all the radiation ah, in the air. Here okay, we go. Okay, now right. I'm understanding. Now we're rewriting. Uh, now we're rewriting it for the modern era. <laughs> solving problems of the solving world. Solving problems. Updating Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I bet you that that big ass, uh, the big guy that won the gold ribbon, the big fucker. I bet you he became a ham <laughs> for sure. The prize pig in the in the stall next door. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not going to keep him around. We've learned throughout this entire book that you don't keep pigs around; you eat them. So yeah, it's not like he had a spider writing words for him. Yeah, there's no spider web words true. around that fat fuck. Nope, he's dead. He's dead. Mmm, <laughs> ribs. They used that blue ribbon as a garnish for Christmas ham. <laughs> In fact, did that pig even have a name? Or I don't think w- it did. Or was it just his his name is Ribs. His <laughs> ribs. name is Baby <laughs> Back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've kind of well, summed up uh Summed up our feelings about the book. Uh, how are we going to bring this to a landing, this uh, this plane of ours? I mean, I think we should just suddenly cut off and everyone will wonder what happened. I mean, that's one way. Uh, we could also say, you know, discuss what book we could do next. Well, there, you know? well we can do any book but Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Well, well I, I thought think we, we were do... talking about... Goosebumps, welcome to I Dead think, House. I was going to say, let's do what yeah. everybody wants us to do, which is... I'm actually really excited to read a Goosebumps book, because I haven't read a Goosebumps book in nearly 30 years at this point. Oh yeah, so, we've all got we've all got some history with Goosebumps. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be diving into that. Which Goosebumps books are we going to do, guys? Hmm. Well, I got a collection at my parents' house. I have to see which ones I actually have. That'll be the easiest way for me to track down one, anyways. Personally, right. I do think that we should do the first one. We should definitely do Welcome to Dead House, the very first Goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the very first one, and then we can jump around from there. And then uh, we're also going to have mini episodes where we do uh, books where we choose our own adventure and we're all going to read them separately. We're going to choose our own adventures and see where we go with them. That sounds like fun. It sounds like something you'd want to listen to on a monthly basis. Don't you want to listen to something like that? I think you might. Yeah. I mean, if you've listened to us this long, you probably, you you might. There's there's no denying 
there's a good chance. Fun fact, my very first book I ever bought at a Scholastic book fair was Return of the Ninja, <laughs> a choose-your-own-adventures book, oh, which I still own to this day. No, Secrets of the Ninja. I think it's Secrets, Secrets of, the Ninja. of the Ninja. Okay. All I know is that there are ninjas on fire on the cover, and it's great. Well, uh, I mean, that sounds so. hype as hell. <laughs> Flaming ninjas. Right? Is that sounds like something I remember. <laughs> I know there are ninjas. I'm pretty sure ninjas are involved. So, but yes, uh, so yes, we will do uh, be doing Welcome to Dead House on our very next second on the second episode. So, so come back around and listen to us again. Have a good whatever time of the day it is for you right now. <laughs> <laughs>